Uh, hi, hello, welcome. Come to the front desk. Hi, I'm a little confused. I'm supposed to be going to an audition right now. Ah, ah, yes, you are Scott Hedges. Uh, welcome to the pre-afterlife. Uh, well, what what do you remember before you were going on the audition? Pre-afterlife, pre I... My name is Scott Hedges. I, I am an actor. I moved to L.A. three months ago to try and go from off-Broadway in New York. I was going to be auditioning for a, the part of the uh, quirky next-door neighbor on a sitcom. And it was supposed to be my big break. If I got the part, my agent said I was going to be a lock. Um, I, I mean, I grew up in Cleveland, Ohio. Moved to New York when I was 20 to chase my dreams. And, you know, seven years of that, I was like, okay, it's time to get off the stage. Um, time to move on from sketch comedy and improv and actually start trying to get into some real scripted work and show I have a drama side to me. And my agent believed in me. Um, I mean, I had to pay him like $5,000 to get off the ground, but he said he was going to get me a part. And I had this audition and I was driving to the studio. And then there was this um, issue at the traffic intersect. Oh. Yeah. Okay. 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 Scott, Mr. Hedges, please take a deep breath. Nice. Okay. You didn't make it, but um, we actually have the opportunity to send you back and send you back with some choices. And so today we're going to review your life. And if you could just give us uh, a little bit more to make sure my records are clear, could you briefly um, tell us, I don't know, childhood, who you are and and what happened before this whole acting business? My childhood was, um, you know, pretty good. Like it was, you know, Rust Belt city in, of Cleveland. You know, my parents were working hard. You know, it was me, my parents, and my older brother, Michael, and my younger sister, Emily. And, you know, my parents were blue collar workers. And then, you know, the factory laid them off when I was about 13. And we went from comfortable life to money being really tight. So, I mean, I knew if I had... Um, you know, but they were supportive of my dreams. They just couldn't really afford to send me to any, you know, good schools to practice it. So I had to just kind of teach myself. So thank you, internet for, for that. Um, and then my dad died, uh, you know, about a year ago, it was sad, but, um, yeah. And, and that's, and that death is what helped you decide to chase your dreams really kind of seize the day, huh? Exactly. That's when I knew as fun as New York was, you know, if I wanted to be on the camera, I needed to go out to LA, you know, and I know my mom would always be like, oh, you should find time to date and settle down. But I always felt like that would just kind of get in the way of my dreams. And I guess I guess she was right because I'm I'm dead now with uh, no one's going to really remember me. <sighs> uh, let's start taking you back and, and see if we can't sort this out for you. So what I want to go to is kind of what I consider the defining moment of your life with you sitting in the bathroom at your father's funeral and and here's a picture of you doing that the faucet's leaking drip 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 it reminds him of the way his uh, dad used to pat him on the back when he was a kid and feel down pat 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 the smell of this soap happens to be um, really similar to one his mom wore when he was a kid it's pink her favorite color 
and the light is shining on the soap and making it warm and filling the room with that smell. Well, there wasn't a whole lot going on uh, when your dad died. It seems like you were just really lost in thought, weren't you? Yeah, I didn't really get to um, soak in the moment, so to speak. I just kind of, yeah. Ooh. <laughs> oh, I'm glad you developed a sense of humor. Um, <laughs> so anyway, that was really, oh God, that was depressing. But we have happier moments, right? Um, I'd like to take you back to your childhood, back to elementary school, actually, where um, in honor of the ABCs of elementary school, every line that is said uses the next sequential letter of the alphabet. We're going to see a scene of you and your deep, deep best friend drumming together on the drums in the music room. Xylophones may be uh, the, the teacher's favorite, but out of percussions, drums are the best for me. You're really good at the drums. Zero fails. Awesome. But wait, you were telling me something? Can I, can I, can I just gather my thoughts? Hold on, hold on, hold on. Do what you need to do. I'm here for you. Ever the friend. Friends are supposed to be there for each other. Go on, man. How's uh, your mom? In uh, in Aruba. Just her? <laughs> crispy, crispy times. <laughs> you know, la- laugh, laugh all you want, but your mom's hot. My mom? No doubt. Oh my god! Probably where you got that uh, that, that, those looks from. Quiet. Really, I'm not. I'm not playing. Shut up. So the drums, then. The drums. Um. Very rhythmic. Well, uh, uh, I, I guess that was it. Xylophones. Well, that sounded like a a, a happy uh, memory, uh, Scott. It, it was. Um, back in elementary school, crispy times was the thing that we all said to each other. It brings back. I was going to make that, if I got the part, I was going to ask the writers if I could make that like my character's catchphrase. Okay, so... Uh, we had some good times. I know you said you didn't get to really date all that much. You were so focused on your work, but we get to send you back. Um, and and if you choose to relive your life, these are the people uh, that you would potentially maybe reconnect with. So we're going to bring you on set of the dating game and have you meet three potential loves of your next life. <laughs> Hello and welcome to the dating game, where we go back in time and try to figure out who the whatever your name is was supposed to be with. Hi, I'm Scott. Hey, Scott. Sorry about that. (laughs) So first, we've got 
your elementary school friend, Jess, who uh, you like to play the drums with. Say hello, Jess. How you doing, Scott? It's good to see you again. Did your mom ever make it back from Aruba? <laughs> again with my mom? <laughs> Sorry, I kid, I kid. Oh, boy. It's uncomfortable. And we've got your your agent, uh, Jeff. Hi, Scott. Um, even though you weren't really able to give me much financially, I, I'm still interested in uh, the way you look, so I'm here for you. I never knew you were into me that way, Jeff. <laughs> and last but not least, your girlfriend from high school drama class, Jerry. Hey, Scott. How are you? Oh my God, Jerry, it's so good to see, well, sort of see you behind this wall. <laughs> Yeah, but you know my voice. I'm sure you remember. <laughs> Who could forget? <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh, boy. All right. So, three people from your past. Sure, you have plenty of questions to ask. Let's, uh, do, do you have anything just right off the bat that you'd like to know? One yeah. question for them all. Oh, let's start with, um. let's say I come back from audition and I don't get the part. How How would you cheer me up? Start with the uh, Jeff. Yeah, um, I'll be very forward about that. If you don't get the part, I'd be deeply disappointed in you as an actor and a person. However, you're still very hot, which makes you marketable and, quite frankly, doable. So uh, I'd still love you. All right. Well, uh, Jeff, Jeff, do you have an answer for that? I'd make you something really delicious to eat. I'd give you lots of hugs and kisses and uh, play you some really upbeat, amazing music. That sounds very nice, yeah. And, uh, Jerry, how would you cheer up old Scott if he didn't get the part? Oh, Scott, I think you know how this would go. <laughs> I don't know if you remember that one time in the green room. You remember behind the costumes. <laughs> oh, thank goodness that they thought the, uh, they, well, it's a G-rated thing, but thank goodness they thought those markings were left from something else. <laughs> Thank goodness oh. for dry cleaning. Oh, boy. Okay. Ugh. Situate myself here. Uh, okay, so for the second question, I'm, I'm wondering, um, where where are you in in life right now? How, how stable are you? Well, I am still an actress. I don't have a lot of lines in most of my uh, films uh, but uh, but still use my craft if you uh, catch my drift so I do uh, quite well financially wow Scott but Jeff well um I own my own flower shop, and um, I do still play music on the side. I uh, play the drums um, for a little band. Uh, we do, you know, pretty well. Uh, we get shows fairly often. Uh, we do we do concerts in the park, uh, which is pretty nice. And um, you know, I just I just like making people happy, and I make a decent living, you know, we, uh, I, I'm, I'm happy and have all the things that I need. Fantastic. And, uh, we know you're an agent, but, uh, how, how are you doing there, Jeff? 
Uh, fantastic, one thousand percent. What else is there to know? Straight to the point, Dave. Like it. Uh, so for the for the last question, we'll we'll leave it up to you, Scott. Uh, mm, what's the meat of this? What would you What would you like to know? What What's the one question you'd like to ask? If we got together, yeah. where do you see us in the next ten to twenty years? Let's start with you, Jeff. Uh, yeah, obviously, I would promote you and market you to the highest companies. You would be in a blockbuster film. Your gross income would be $10 million a year. And if we got you that personal trainer, we could even maybe beef you up an extra $2 million per year because you would be looking even hotter. So I can guarantee you a worldwide fame and a partnership for life. Well, I imagine we'd have uh, two kids, a boy and a girl. Um, and we'd have a beautiful house with a, maybe not a white picket fence, maybe like a baby blue one, um, with a beautiful garden because I like flowers so much and a music room so we could make music together until we die. And Jerry. Well, you know, assuming you're, uh, open and accepting of all the things I do, I see awards shows in my future and, uh, in Vegas, lots of awards. So, uh, and uh, retiring quite comfortable, comfortably due to those awards. We'd uh, and we'd live it up, Vegas style. Happens in Vegas, stays in Vegas, right? <laughs> so, uh, Scott, there you have it. The, your three past and future loves. Which would you choose? Wow, this is. <laughs> This is a tough choice. I mean, if you if we had done this a day ago before I died, based on the answers, I think definitely Jeff. Um, but the whole near death or actual dying thing kind of makes you reprioritize some things. Um, and it, I realize this might be a challenge for my career and to make it work with these opposing goals. But I think the one who really gets me the most and connects the most, gotta go back to my first childhood crush with Jess. Oh, Scott. Are we allowed to go on a date now? Does that happen or? or? Uh, yes. So you are uh, now going to be sent on a, uh, a hypothetical date with Jess, your childhood best friend. And just in case it doesn't go well, you have the power to tell this self in this hypothetical date to make any new choices you want such that it guarantees the best outcome. So in this hypothetical date, we'll have Jess and we'll have our hologram of you. Where would you send yourself on a hypothetical first date? We we would avoid any sort of like chain restaurants. I feel like we'd go to a little hole in the wall type of diner that um, makes really great hamburgers that no one really knows about, but is like super, super good. Um, you know, just a place where you could feel real down home when you're in it. All right. A down home to earth uh, diner with maybe some hamburgers. Oh, Scott, I'm so excited. I mean, I've thought about you over the years and this is just, oh, it's just amazing. It's so long. I'm, I, I, I'm really excited about this. Oh, man. I, I think I'm going to go with the, the classic down home, uh, Grits and uh, biscuits and gravy. Sounds delicious. You know, I make a really good biscuits and gravy. That'll be in your future. 
So tell me, did, have you ever, uh, did you ever marry or have children? No, n- nobody quite seemed right. You know, I dated a bit, and I don't know. I just felt like nobody ever got me. Like really got me. It's sad. You were you were always so wonderful to be around. You too. Whatever whatever happened to your mom? New choice. How how's your drumming career going? Nobody's really picked us up. We've got a few recordings and you know, hopefully we can send it out to someone big. My my sights are really just to to have a creative outlet. Yeah, you know, it's 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 one of those things. You just you just do what you love, right? You do what you love and no matter what, it's it's like fun, you know, it's not work. Yeah. Yeah, it makes the day go by uh, with a little bit more smile, with a few more smiles than you had the day before. You always were one to add smiles to the day. New choice. You would always brighten up my day. And you always brighten mine. Well, it sounds like that date went really, really well. Uh, if I could predict the future, which I'm not legally allowed to do, but if I could, uh, you guys hopped into the sack the next day. So um, let's move on to you're moving through your life and you're up for a lifetime achievement award. If you chose three separate pathways, you might be able to earn that award. Um, Let's say you chose the path of a famous musician. Let's say you also chose the path of an undertaker because you lost your father. And let's say you chose the path of someone who lived off unemployment. Well, hello. Welcome. So, lifetime achievement. As you reflect on your entire life, I just have a couple of questions for you to think about and share. I'd like for you to, from your entire life, tell us... Your greatest regret. Uh, should I go first or whatever? Uh, yes. Okay. Yes. I, I am. I'm unemployed. Scott Hedges. Uh, and I forgot the question. Undertaker. Uh, yes, Undertaker. Yes. I'm Great. Greatest regret, Undertaker. The the greatest regret that I have is that more people don't die more of the time. Because I got to tell you, I undertake very well. I take under like no other. It's only when someone dies that I can take them under. And we just need more of that. Musician, what what might be your greatest regret? My, my biggest regret is that I did not try to develop my musical talents further beyond just playing drums. You know, if I had really thought about writing and composing music and really understanding how the sound plays with the bass guitar, lead guitar, you know, everything else, I feel like I could have actually really made my own music instead of just playing the music of others. Okay. Okay. That's a, that's a good regret. Uh, we're going to go back to unemployed Scott here. Um, just give me another chance to explain uh, any regrets that you might have regarding um, perhaps employment or other things. 
I kind of wish I did unemployment sooner because it's free money. Okay. Okay. Well, that is, uh, that is to the point. Moving on, we're going to we want to dive into a, a, different, uh, a different feeling here. What, what might you all say it would be your happiest accident? Let's, let's start with, uh, let's go back to, back to unemployment, see if we can, unemployed Scott, let's see what we can see. One time I watched TV for 24 hours straight without sleeping and my eyes got so sore that I started seeing like opposite colors of what they should have been. That was pretty rad. Okay. Uh, moving on to a uh, musician, Scott. I think the uh, greatest accident, so to speak, was this uh, one time we were in a battle of the bands and I and my head just totally mixed up the set list for the two songs we were going to do. So I started drumming the second song first and half our band was playing this, started going with that. The other half stuck with the first and it created this jumbled mess. But that jumbled mess, something we had never rehearsed like that before, somehow it just created serendipity. And we finished, we didn't win. We finished second in the Battle of Bands. And we were briefly, I'm not going to say not a one-hit wonder, but you know, we, we were briefly very, very popular within the uh, Northeast Ohio area from that one song. That's, that's amazing. And, uh, and finally, Undertaker. Happy, happy accident. Happiest accident that you've got as uh, Undertaker. Undertaker, Scott. It was definitely when that bus full of uh, people uh, crashed off the bridge here in town. It was like a sports team and there were children and adults and high schoolers on the bus. So it was, it was very, it was very hectic. All the different types of undertaking that that must be done with these different ranges but also that same week an airplane crashed just outside of town and so i had an airplane and a bus accident that were uh, both at the same time i was going 24 7 fantastic wow yeah that that would seem to make you happier than a pig in slop um Brilliant. Well, that uh, that wraps up our interviews. A very, very interesting set of regrets, happy accidents. I'm sorry. I'm just watching over your shoulder here. Who would you give the Lifetime Achievement Award to? Well, I think just for uh, joy's sake and to not... Uh, be such a downer. I think. I think. I think musicians, Scott, the regrets and happy accidents seem uh, seem to be pretty pretty exciting, pretty pretty good. I I do, I do like this. The happy the the, the musical happy accidents. It's it's, it's yeah. <laughs> it's as if a musician played an accidental. <laughs> That's a music joke. <laughs> brilliant, brilliant, Cora, brilliant. Uh, thank you for your time. I'm going to segue Scott Hedges out of your office. Fantastic. So, so Scott, it looks like you've gotten the girl and, and it looks like music is a good path for you. Would you like to go back and go down that path? I I think so. It would. Uh, yeah, it sounds fun and, and meaningful. OK, great. Well, 
uh, guess what? Uh, you get to live a full life with chess. You get to be a fabulous musician. I cannot make any guarantees about what kind of records you might have, but we do have a fabulous eulogy for you that will be read at the end of this new life's path that you have chosen to give you hope that it's going to go in a fabulous direction. And if any point uh, this eulogy sounds really inspiring to you as a musician, you can ask the eulogist to turn it into a song. <clears throat> uh, hi, hi, I'm Stephen. I was I was in the band half through the week build uh, with with Scott, Scott and and Jess. We were very sporadically uh, popular, but that didn't matter to Scott. He was a man of many talents, though musically he only played the drums. It seemed odd, but uh, oddness was always in his favor. That sounds like a song. Oddness, spitefulness, these are the things we would miss about you when he was a man around playing drums in the town. Everyone always thought he was because oddness was in his favor. Well, that's quite the anthem we get to send you down on. And as you descend back into this wonderful human life you're going to relive, thank you so much for sharing with us today, Scott Hedges. And we will be sending you back down to earth with this affirmation. When I decided to watch myself go down by the river. I skipped rocks across the water. Beautiful. Goodbye, Scott Hedges. Goodbye.